0: Welcome back to the seed planters as we continue to discuss the word crossover. Thank you for joining us one more time. And we will continue now with Michelle giving us the scriptures and definitions that refer to the word crossover.
1: Yes. So I usually use the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the collegiate version And the word, there's like two different definitions here. So I'm going to read both. So there's cross over as two separate words. And verbs for that is crossed over, C-R-O-S-S-E-D, over. Then there's crossing over. And then crosses over, C-R-O-S-S-E-S, over. So it's an intransitive verb. And it's to reach a broader audience by a change of medium or style, a country singer crossing over to the pop charts. And the first known use was in 1973, not that long ago, for that um, definition. And then the other definition is the word crossover as one word. And so you have that, that's a noun and, The definitions are crossing is one definition, and then the other definition is an instance or product of genetic crossing over. A voter registered as a member of one political party who votes in the primary of the other party. A broadening of the popular appeal of an artist, such as a musician, that is often the result of a change of the artist's medium or style. Also, an artist or artistic work that has achieved a crossover. Also, an instance of breaking into another category. Then, a basketball maneuver in which a player dribbles the ball quickly from one hand to the other. And then you have crossover SUVs. An automotive vehicle that is similar to a sport utility vehicle, but built on a car chassis. And then they're they're called CUVs. So what makes crossovers attractive is that most combine the look of an SUV with the more civilized driving characteristics of a car, Jonathan Welsh. As an adjective, the word crossover is having two pieces that cross, especially one over the other. For example, a crossover vest. And critical, an example of critical, is a a crossover point. And here are some examples. As a noun, the actor made a smooth crossover to politics. A rock musician's crossovers into jazz and soul music. First known use as a noun was in 1914 and as an adjective in 1893. Now, here are some scriptures that will be shared. They're all in the New International Version. And um, starting with the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 8. It says, observe, therefore, all the commands I'm giving you today, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that are crossing the Jordan to possess. And I I don't think I mentioned this, but it's Deuteronomy 11 verses eight to 12. Observe therefore all the commands I'm giving you today so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. And so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. The land you're entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you, are, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for, The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. And Deuteronomy 11 verses 31 and 32. You are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you have taken it over and are living there, be sure that you obey all the decrees and laws I'm setting before you today. Joshua chapter 3, and I'm reading from verses 1 to 5. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, You are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua chapter 4, verses 13 and 14 About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. That day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they stood in awe of Moses. 1 Samuel 14, verses 6 to 12. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. Joshua, Jonathan said, come on then. We will cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Second Kings two verses five to nine, the company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elijah replied. Now to the New Testament, Matthew 9, verses 1 to 8. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take, your, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Which is easier to say, your your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, They were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. John chapter 5, verses 24 to 27. Verily, very truly, I say to you, no, mixing up versions. (laughs) Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. And will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who will hear, those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself, and he has given him authority to judge because He is the Son of Man. And that's the end of the readings.
0: Thank you very much. That was quite a mouthful. Um, So I want to proceed with the next question. Give an example of a Bible character that experienced a crossover. So I'll go first. I'll be brief on it. Um, the one person that I thought of was, he started out with the name Saul. Um, he was originally a persecutor of the believers. His business was to destroy the church and he would throw believers in prison and then go and seek out others. Um, during all of this that he was doing, God saw everything and he had a, a life-changing encounter with Christ. He became a believer himself. And then his name was changed from Saul to Paul. Um, First Timothy chapter one, 15 to 16. He declared himself that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom he thought he was the worst. God showed him mercy and displayed a great measure of patience. He now had the opportunity to receive eternal life with Jesus Christ. Um, Understand that he did not feel qualified. For service or to serve in the capacity that he was, but he had a complete transformation and that gave him the seal or God's seal of approval. So now his mission was no longer to destroy the believers, but to save those that were lost. So to me, that was a complete crossover from persecuting believers to becoming one yourself. And now trying to make sure that everyone knew who Jesus Christ was. Um, They do say when you serve the devil hard that you can serve the Lord even harder. So um, God saw what he had and that passion that he had, and he turned that into uh, basically using him as his vessel and his servant to win souls for the kingdom. Um, I will now pass this uh, question on to Nicole. Give us an example of a Bible character that um, represents a crossover. And Suzette, I thought that was an excellent
2: example of a crossover in the Bible because it really was such a a drastic switch. Um, And then Paul was a very big um, catapult for the the early church, you know, with his teachings and him um, preaching about who Jesus is. Uh, So the the example that I thought of was um, one of the scriptures that Michelle read, and that was about Elijah and Elisha. And um, so there were a couple of crossovers. So one of the crossovers in that scripture in 2 Kings 2 was a physical crossover at the Jordan River um, where Elijah rolled up his um, coat and struck the water and was able to cross over um, on with the waters parting, but then Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind, up left Earth and went to eternity with God, and so that was his crossover. But in the midst of that, um, as Elisha had requested to get a double portion, he had a crossover from where he was as the student, you know, of Elijah to now having the same power and um, connection with God uh, now that Elijah was no longer on earth. And so there was a lot of transition and crossover in that scripture. And um, so it's a very powerful one. I mean, especially when you were reading it and I was looking at the scripture as well, because that was going to you know, be something that I was going to reference. And um, as you read it, you can feel how much like change is happening Um, and how much um,
0: God's power was being revealed in that scripture. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate those points. Um, So I want to do a switch a little bit and ask, how does the word crossover apply to you in current times? Um, I'm going to ask Michelle first. How does the word crossover apply to you in these current times?
1: So um, I'm sure those who are listening are aware we're in a pandemic, even though a lot of things are quote unquote back to normal, we're still in a pandemic and um, people are still being infected by the virus one way or the other, you know, different variants out there and um, different levels and stages of quarantining, masking, et cetera different parts of the world. And the one thing I realized the pandemic was intended for was to initiate crossing over. And I think it was a global switch. You know, it's almost like one day everything was quote unquote business as usual. And then the next day everything stopped. And I still remember the very first day when we were put in quarantine here in New Jersey, where I am. And we're, of course, close to New York, which was kind of like the epicenter of the virus. And it was very scary. And it was very, you know, you, you felt really nervous because we never experienced that before. And we didn't know what to expect. We, some people thought, oh, this is just a short thing. It's going to be over in like a month. Well, um, we are, (laughs) we are on month number. I've lost count We're we're like a month and a half, a year and a half right now and more actually. And, um, we've seen so much change since the very first day that we were asked to stay home. And if we had to go out, we had to be masked and all this other stuff. um, so many legislations have been passed. So many requirements have come up where things have to be done a certain way. Um, you're expected to social distance at events, although some people aren't doing that. Um, you're expected to do just certain things now that we wouldn't have even thought of less than two years ago. And then... I'm seeing this thing now where the vaccine is being mandated and certain sectors of society where people are actually losing employment because they have not taken the vaccine. So it's a different world. We've crossed over into something total. This is like a different era. We we've basically started a new era. I don't think a lot of people see it that way because they say, eh, you know, it's kind of sort of still the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Whoever thinks it's still the same, you're not paying attention. We have crossed over officially into a new era. It's a new way of doing things. It's a new way of operating. Um, We're going to see a lot of drastic changes within the next, say, three to five years, but the pandemic kicked off the, the, the ball, you know? the ball that's rolling now. And so that's what I see as for current events relating to the crossover.
0: Okay. So that is very relevant. Um, Nicole, do you have any feedback regarding the word crossover as it applies to current times? Um, I think just, you know, in agreement with
2: what Michelle was saying with the pandemic, and I think for current events, usually it's something spinning from the pandemic that we use as our reference, um, because it really has taken over um, every aspect of our life, you know, from what's physically available for you to purchase, because there have been times of shortages and, and such, or people hoarding things, you know, Um, And, you know, like employment, like Michelle said, Um, and then I think just about the fact that so many people have crossed over from life to death. I mean, the death rate hit, what, 700,000 plus um, last week um, in America. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, have lost their lives um, because of this pandemic, this virus. And we have to be aware that. Or I guess it's a reminder that life is short. You don't know when your last day is. So you want to maximize your time on the earth and make sure that you're working towards your purpose and make sure that you're in relationship with God, that you're not thinking, oh, I have tomorrow. I mean, there are so many um, stories that you see. Uh, from the news or on the internet of people with a lot of regrets. You know, they might be in the hospital and saying, oh, I wish I had done this or done that or, you know, and because they they thought they had more time, but you're not sure. And so you don't want to be ushered from life on earth to eternity and not be um, sure of your placement. And, you know, the Bible says, choose life. You know, in front of you is a choice between death and life choose life. And, you know, there's always going to be some political and unfortunately some political, um, viewpoints about this pandemic, but there's so much more to it than that. It's not, you know, what do you believe in? You have to see the reality of it. And then using that information, you have to make the choices that are going to help you to, um, thrive and survive within this timeframe.
0: frame. Thank you very much. Um, basically covered all the points that I wanted to say. Um, the only other thing I was thinking about as a literal crossover during the pandemic, because it still stemmed from the pandemic was our conversion to the virtual world, which, um, leaves you with every facet of your life being conducted virtually and, and, uh, You're at the point now where school, work, um, communication with your family members, meetings, everything that you do can be conducted online and um, through those platforms. And I feel that it has accelerated us into that, like Michelle said, that next phase of life. So now that you're accelerated into that rather quickly in the course of a year and a half, now you have... um, basically, you're left without excuses. People feel as though now you're accessible 24-7. Even when you're sleeping, you're expected to answer and give people responses. And you have to now figure out a place of balance. So apart from everything going on around you, you're being bombarded even more, but you still have to figure out a place where you can retain your sanity and so I do believe that that crossover into the virtual world can actually be both positive and negative. But this is where we are. And this is what we have to figure out how to deal with it on our level so that we can survive. Um, our, I'm going to make it our final question now. So what would you like to leave with our listeners today? We've learned a lot. We've discussed a lot but what uh, specific words would you like to leave with our listeners regarding crossover? And I'll start this part
1: with um, Michelle. So one thing I would say for those of you who are listening, just know that there's going to always be a season of crossing over, whether it's nationally, no, on different levels, let's put it that way, on different levels, whether it's nationally whether it's locally, like in your neighborhood, whether it's your family that's experiencing a crossover or you personally by yourself, you're going through a crossover. Crossover many times are positive things. It's that the changes that are being implemented are to make life better and to make your life better. There have been instances when it's not positive, for example, illness, you know, and things like that, and loss. But I think the important part is in those harder times is to see the lesson in the middle of all of it. There's always a gold nugget that you can find and you can harvest from hard days and hard times and that you're not doing the crossover by yourself. Even though the the nations are going through different types of changes as a result, some of it as a direct result of the pandemic, others were in the process before, but they've been accelerated due to the pandemic. Know that God knew those things were gonna happen, so they don't take him by surprise. They may take us by surprise, but he's not surprised and that we need to, um, lean into him more heavily than before and realize that we can't navigate through these changes on our own because we can't predict the future, right? We don't know exactly what's going to happen. And sometimes when things take people by surprise, the reactions, we overreact or, Some people go into like depression, you know, different things happen. Hold on to God. Never let him go. Lean on him. Ask him for direction. Ask him to show you things. And there are some things he will even show you in advance of it happening so that you can prepare for it. But keep close to God. That's the main thing in the midst of every kind of crossover, whether it's personal local, family, national, international, whatever. Trust God. He's there. It doesn't take him by surprise. And he's with you as you go through it.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Nicole, what words would you have for our listeners as we close out our discussion on the word crossover?
2: So there was something that Michelle had said um, at some point in our discussion that I thought was very um, important. And so I wrote it down. The crossover at times means starting over. And so I think, you know, we have to remember that God is a God of doing things in a new way. He doesn't repeat what he did before. And because he's God, he doesn't have to be stuck in a little, you know, way that we're used to. And so, because it may mean starting over, we have no, we may not have any strategy for what is ahead. And so, we are then forced to depend on God and His timing and His resources in order to navigate the the new after we do the crossover. And so, that increases our faith. Um, It increases our capacity. We actually are able to learn new things about ourselves as well um, because we are starting over. And so um, I think we just have to remember that it is a process um, and that in the new, God is still faithful and he will always be there for us. We just have to look to him and um, hold on to him and turn to him as we make it through. The crossover to the other
0: side. Thank you very much. So in addition to what my sisters have said, which covers a lot of uh, my thoughts, um, I would like to add that do not be afraid to allow the Lord to stretch you during a crossover as it is a way for you to grow. Understand that what he wants to do in you is going to feel uncomfortable. So a crossover, even though we're looking at it more from the positive way and saying that out of this is going to become something great or something really good, something different from what you've experienced before, you have to, it hurts when there's growth and there's stretching and there's pulling. So don't fight the process. Don't, um, think that your change or your starting over phase is actually a negative thing. Um, I actually can say for myself that right now after moving I feel like I've started over in a lot of things um, started over with looking for different a different kind of job and um, looking for different things realizing that you have to replace some things that you didn't re- you didn't actually realize didn't make it with you in the move. And it's just like, you're really starting over. So now um, that place where I am, I realize I have a sense of peace where the Lord says, what took you 10 years to build is gonna take me a split second to rebuild and take you further. So he said, if you stayed where you were, it would just be what it was. But now I'm allowing you to start over so that I can show you how much further I can take you and it's just like, it was just, oh, okay. I think I was in the shower or something. And it's like, okay, I am ready for you to do what it is you said you would do. He said, I can, what you did, I, I can do that in a split second. I can do that in a couple of years and I can get you back to where you were. But now that's not what you want, right? And so allow the Lord to do his work in you. Do not be afraid of the crossovers because it's really for your good. And God wants the best for us as his children. Just realize that he's not out to hurt you. And even though, you know, we physically don't see God, we see his greatness and we feel his power in the earth and we know that he's real. So there's no denying that God exists and that God is real if people are still questioning it. But I want to encourage you as our listeners to understand that when we come before you, we are children of the most high God, and we have to always refer to him when we speak to you, when we give you words of encouragement, when we define um, the words that we have or have been given to us. And we have to understand that where we're going is much greater than where we're coming from. So just remember that God loves you, he cares about you, your crossover is not meant to hurt you or kill you, but it's designed to make you stronger. Thank you for listening one more time to The Seed Planters, and we appreciate you, God bless.